Good morning and happy Halloween. We got a spooky episode because this week fucking sucks. Not a lot of good games, but that doesn't matter. We still have money and we're still going to be betting it. Come get the inside scoop on all the games. Come laugh. Come listen. Let's get right into this thing. Starting off, remember we got the winners, losers, and sleepers. The winner and loser is from the previous week. Our sleepers for the upcoming week. My first winner, I'm going with Michigan. Earlier in the year, I had Harbaugh on my losers list. I said that he would probably be fired at the end of the year. And I also said that he's not a good college football coach and he should go back to the NFL. But I think this game that they just played against Notre Dame is going to be a real eye-opener. They looked like an actual football team for the Shea first time. Shea Patterson passed the ball six times the entire game. Like, that is ridiculous. They beat Notre Dame. I'm pretty sure the final score was like 45 to 14. 14. Yeah, something like that. Um, and... Like Michigan just looked unstoppable. They were running. They rushed the ball for over 300 yards. It looks like they finally found a new system that's going to work. And I said last week, once they get rid of Shea Patterson and get a new quarterback, Michigan's going to be a team to deal with. And I mean, look, they kept the ball out of his hands and they rushed for 303 yards and killed Notre Dame. Michigan's do. They've been a loser on one of our things for like the past four weeks. That's what I mean. So they they were due for a win. Oh no, man! They they they're such an interesting team. I love Charbonnet, their running back. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. I, w- I wish that they had a chance of making the playoffs. But since they lost against Wisconsin and they lost to somebody else, right? No, just Wisconsin. No, they have two losses. Who else did they lose to earlier? Um, they played uh, Penn State close. They lost to Penn State, right? Oh, they did lose to Penn State. I forgot that yeah. they actually lost to Penn State. Yeah, that's right, because the guy dropped the catch in the end zone. You were at that game. I wasn't at the game. I went to Penn State. (laughs) I was was at a bar. Anyways. My winner is baseball (laughs) fans. We got Titties Game 5. We have a Game 7 comeback. There's two reasons for excitement, which is a hell of a lot more than baseball has had in recent memory. (laughs) Great week for baseball. Look, dude, Juan Soto is something else, man. I fucking love that guy. Like yeah, he's he's, so he's the reason that baseball's gonna be coming back because like the little like antics that he does in the batter's box after every pitch, like when it was a called ball, it looks like he's gonna charge the mound every time. Yeah, he, just he like has takes a his crazy, foot. Uh, yeah, he like, takes his feet and he like like steps towards the pitcher and he's like, "Come on, man, like bring it on." Yeah, like that's petrifying. I wasn't hurt. Of, I like I've heard of him obviously, but I'm not yeah. a big baseball guy. Last night was the first time I've like seen him hit. Yeah. Very ridiculous. Um, definitely threw me off as a fan. It was honest. He's honestly going to be such a stud. Such a stud. My loser of the week is the Big Twelve. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Texas went from a disappointing season to an embarrassing season. Twenty <laughs> um, third ranked Iowa State lost to Oklahoma State. Terrible week for the conference. Baylor seems to be the last hope, and you know they're going to lose at least two games. They still got Texas, Oklahoma, Big Twelve championship if they even make it. Um, I'm putting them on upset alert tonight. W is the 18.5-point dogs, but I don't think that matters because the score starts at 0-0. There's no spread in the actual game. <laughs> I like W by 20. By 20? All right, so I'm going to comment on the WVU game in a second. My loser of the week was uh, just straight up the Oklahoma defense just didn't show up. 
Like, they were bad against the uh, Kansas State Wildcats. They let the Wildcats rack up 426 yards, 213 on the ground. Yeah, it was, like, all around. Like, uh, literally, they did not have defensive linemen playing. And here's probably the most important stat of the game, though. Like, obviously, rushing for a lot of yards is going to be very beneficial to this stat. Kansas State offense held the ball for 38 of the 60 minutes, and they just kept Jalen Hurts off the field. Yeah. That's what you need to do if you want to beat Oklahoma. Get their defense on the field, get them tired, get them running, because at the end of the game, they're not going to be able to hold up. Jalen Hurts is going to be able to fight no matter what. He will keep you in every single game. It's going to come down to this defense if they can do anything. Like, honestly, like this Oklahoma defense has a chance to make a run, or this Oklahoma team has a chance to make a run, but with the defense, they're probably going to be uh, get smoked in a New Year's Six. Yeah, New Year's Six. Probably. Or... Um, just get absolutely blown out in the playoffs if they somehow make it there, but I, I don't see them making it yeah, there. Yeah, unless Clemson loses and like LSU or Bama, like one of them loses like two games, like there's no way. Which is possible. But after that, uh, you brought up the WVU game, my sleeper of the week. Uh, I'm actually going with West Virginia. Um, Money line. We are. <laughs> what's what's the word I'm looking for? Struggling to move the ball. Yeah, I was I was looking for terrible, okay. but for some reason, look, Pat McAfee's hey, there. Back off our defense. Hey, hey, Pat McAfee's there, all-time leading scorer in West Virginia history. He's going to be calling the game tonight. Uh, it's be both team, there. both teams just came off a bye week, so like, there's no really rust on either side, rust on either side, or like strengths on either side. I guess everything's just coming in with a clean slate. Okay, and I, I think, like and I think for some reason, uh, Neil Brown's going to find a way to hold the Baylor offense to like twenty points. This would be like he hasn't had a signature win yet. This no, would he be has not. Signature win. Yeah, and honestly, I, I don't see why not. Like Austin Kendall needs to have a big game. Like he has to have one game where he actually shows up, right? Like you yeah. think as a college football he's been okay some games. <laughs> Some like there's games. some games he hasn't some messed up. Games. The big games he has not showed up at all. He doesn't have help though. Outside of Sam James, is there anyone on this team who has helped him this season? I mean, we were supposed to have one of the better offensive lines and one of the better running yeah, backs. Yeah, I don't know 12. what happened to that. Um, if you ask me, having a quarterback that can't throw the ball and then letting them put eight in the box and just take away a run, and now you're relying on Austin Kendall to throw a ball. Yikes. I could see that being a problem. Yeah, that's a big yikes. My sleeper this week is Kansas. So I want to take close your eyes. I want to take you back to time. This is this time last week, a Thursday. I was preaching to you guys, Kentucky's going to win. I told you about the line, about the money line. This week I love Kansas. There's six-point dogs to Kansas State. Kansas State is going to be hungover after last week's win against Oklahoma. Kansas has looked solid the past few weeks. I like their running backs. I like this as a less mile. We were just talking about signature games. I like this as his signature win of the year. Kansas uh, okay. of, of the year. You really just saved yourself with that one. Not his career. I was gonna say this is a this is a dog shit game. They have like three wins this season. I I'm just saying say, like that, that this would be big for the program, like yeah, I'm, I'm assuming this is called the battle for Kansas. 
I didn't do any research, but I don't know who, where else the battle like of Kansas, Kansas would be. There's like a state flag that they get at the end of the game. Unless it's in college basketball, there's no other battle for Kansas. It probably is in college basketball. It has to be in basketball. Um, I like Kansas. They're six-point dogs. I like them at home. It's bold. That's bold. So it was Kentucky. Uh, we're going to talk about that game like a little bit later. I disagree with you, but first game. I disagreed with you last week. First game of week ten. This this week outside of Georgia, Florida, there's no real like good. We were just talking about the only other game that I'm kind of interested in is this Utah Washington one. Dude, the Pac-12 is such a horseshit conference. Yeah, but Utah. We'll get to it later. But Utah looks good. Utah. They're they're both good teams. Um, VT at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense hasn't been unstoppable. It's forty degrees out. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I like 17 here with Tech. They haven't done much to impress me, but 17 is a lot of points, and I don't trust Notre Dame. Yeah, so what I said about this game is um, one of the best things about Notre Dame's offense is their ability to throw the deep ball. Ian Buck is the number one downfield rated passer in is all of college really? football. Yeah, Damn. number one. It goes him and then Burrow and then some guy from, like, Boise State, like I don't know, like some random college like that. I'm amazed that he's Yeah, I was very amazed by that. People too. say he has like noodle arm and he just throws dump off passes. No, he's the number one rated deep ball passer. Crazy. It's like a it's like a minimum of like twenty five attempts or yeah. something. No, I like Ian Book. I yeah. think he's a really good college QB. Um but with that being said, like as you were saying, it's gonna be a colder game out. That usually means you're not gonna be throwing the ball deep that much. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I think Notre Dame is going to win this game. It's a 17-point spread, though. Virginia Tech has a pretty good running game, and I think that with the fact that they're going to be able to get some first downs, keep the drive going a little bit, they're going to keep this game within 17 points, so I'm taking Virginia Tech to cover. They do. I don't know if they did this last week because I don't really care about Virginia Tech football that much, but they had uh, against in the UNC game, went to six overtimes. They had three QBs and were like rotating them. Really? Yeah, like it was like every like drive they'd have like two different QBs play. That's actually pretty, that's actually it's tough to pre- well you got three guys who all like suck, but it's you can't prepare for all three of them. So I don't know. I Great mean, coaching strategy. Maybe they break that out. Great coaching strategy. Georgia at Florida. Florida is the six and a half point underdog. This is the game of the week. Um, winner of this is probably playing LSU or Bama in the SEC Championship, like we said. The winner of the next week's match. Yeah, it's this yeah. basically yeah. like the semis. Georgia's offense has looked like shit, but... Aaron Murray stinks. Aaron Murray? Or, isn't that his name? Jake Fromm. Did I say Aaron Murray? Aaron Murray was the, was the quarterback like, a while we were ago. Like middle school. No, nah, that was high school well, for us. Yeah, I'm just saying, dude. I was thinking that's the last quarterback he reminds me of. Yeah, he sucked too. Um, They're actually very similar play styles. Now that, now that I think about this logically, I can see why I mixed them maybe up. Maybe it isn't. They're right. just like tall white quarterbacks. Can't really do much. They're just there. Jake, Jake Fromm can do stuff. He sucks. So part. he's had the, the two worst two quarterback games. Two of the worst quarterback games in the SEC this entire year have been Jake Fromm. Yeah, but, like, he's been good the past two years. You can't just say he, like, can't do anything. Well, I mean, this year against two rough, very yeah. bad teams, he looked very he bad. He was bad against Kentucky. He like, was terrible against Kentucky. He only, threw the, he only threw the ball, like, three times. That's because they don't want to put it in yeah. his fucking hands. No, well, I'm not saying, like, if you have Peyton Manning and you only throw the ball twice, doesn't mean he had a shitty game. Uh, that means they probably don't feel comfortable 
whole thing. But hey, I didn't even get to comment on this game yet. I'm, I haven't even finished, man. Um, I what's my pick? Uh, Georgia's offense has looked like shit. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it is Georgia. I think they're gonna win this by like twenty for no reason. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't feel confident. They have looked terrible the past two weeks, but um, just Florida always seems to blow these games. I kind of agree with you, but then I looked at this and I saw the Florida is two and zero against the spread as underdogs this year. Um, that was against Auburn and Oregon. Yeah. So I think that they're going to cover. Florida play Oregon. They played earlier in the year, I think. No, Auburn or, played Oregon. Florida, Florida lost to Auburn. What did I read? I don't know. I whatever, think whatever I, think I read you have said like, that it was 2-0 and against the spread when they were underdogs this year. I think you're on the news feed from, like, 2011. That's why you get all these Aaron Murray highlights. Um, regard, no, because I... Honestly, like the reason that I'm not taking this because of the two and zero against the underdog thing. I'm taking this because I think Kyle Trask is good. Yeah, he's yeah he's been he has good. not had a bad game yet. Six and a half points is a lot at home too. I just I don't know. I I'm like it's in it. Florida. Trask is the better court. Trask Trask is the better quarterback in this game. He's had the way better year. Yeah, way yeah, better. Yeah. I was gonna say like it's not even argue like it's not even close. He said, yeah, Trask has had better stats this season, but he's, I don't think he's a better quarterback. I think, I think this year he's a better quarterback. Because, right, well, again, we'll like, you have to look at everything this year. Because if we're looking at things from last year, well, then Burrow's not the best quarterback this year. Because he wasn't that great last year. Well, and now he's here, and he's doing amazing, and he's the best quarterback in college football. Why? Because his stats say that he's the best quarterback well, in college football. two bad games. He threw – that was his first pick when he threw the four against uh, South Carolina. But that was his first pick of the season. Four interceptions you, in South Carolina. You can't, but that's that's one bad game. I, then, I'm then saying – he goes to Kentucky and he sucks there. Fromm's he threw for 30 yards. He threw it like twice, but Fromm was a better QB than Kyle Trask. He was two of nine. Kansas State at Kansas plus six – the battle for Kansas. Kansas State's coming off a big swing in a long time. I already talked about this. Hangover game. I like Kansas to cover. Six, like, I feel like they should be getting at least ten here. But this is this is a signature win game. Okay, so the fact that Les Miles actually carried Kansas to three victories so far is enough for Kansas as it is. Like, they were not expecting anything this year. In my eyes, the I win, feel the like... The win-loss over-under was three. So they're right on the threshold. They got... Four games left, maybe five. So they have Kansas State. Who? I mean, do you know their schedule? They played Texas Tech, WU, and they're about to play Kansas State. So like, it's probably a good team. Well, they played Texas. They played. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they played Oklahoma yet. They haven't played Baylor. I don't think. I think. Yeah, they have not played. I think that this game they lose. Like, I think Kansas State is just one of those teams right now that is just kind of like knowing how to win. Yeah, Kansas State um, seems like the obvious cover here. But for some, like, if we're just doing like that big game where like Les Miles is going to have like that win, I think it's going to be against Baylor. Like, I, like I, I'm serious about that. Like, Baylor's the one team I mean, in the Big 12 that's still, they're, they're, they're like the Minnesota of the Big 10. Like, yes, they're undefeated. Obviously, it takes a lot to get there. You're clearly doing something right. But there's a reason that nobody saw you guys being here in the beginning of the year. It's because, like, you're either not as talented as everybody thought you were or, like, for some reason, like, maybe your running back's just having a breakout year or something and he's carrying you guys. I don't know why. I don't really see the whole hype behind Baylor besides the fact that they're undefeated. 
Have yeah, you played? I think that's the hard. No, they haven't played anyone. That's what yeah. I mean. Their so strength I think of Kansas. Like I think Kansas will have a chance of beating. That's Bears. week fourteen. I think that's. I think that's their big win. I think Kansas State's going to win this game probably like thirty-four, twenty-four. You know, somewhere like somewhere in that ballpark. Cover the spread. Get the win. Kansas State wins. Yes. Miami at Florida State minus three and a half. Another dog shit game. Every this Saturday, is the worst game that we have to do. Every Saturday is like Christmas for like Miami and Florida State fans. You never know what you're going to get. They've been all over the place. They're losing to like FCS teams. They're beating ranked teams. Uh, Cam Akers has been kicking ass this year. He's the running back for Florida State. Over 900 yards, 12 tutties. He got four last week. Miami's offense is a shit show. You never, it's, you never know what's going to happen. I like Florida State at home. This is basically like there would be no line in a neutral site game. It's basically an even line. I'd yeah. actually like Florida State a little more. Um, that's, that's that was like my whole argument basically. The fact that this is only a three and a half point game just says that this game's even on neutral site. Which when I'm looking at it, I don't necessarily agree with. Florida State's found a way to show up in bigger games. They got smoked by Clemson. Like, but everybody gets yeah, smoked that's, by Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I don't put anything Exactly. That um, after that, the only other teams that they've played that have been ranked have been uh, Boise State and um, Wake Forest. They lost to Boise by five, and they lost to Wake Forest by two. So they're playing... Some good, way better teams than Miami's playing all fucking year. Miami lost to Georgia Tech, which is the main thing for me. Uh, fun fact, I gotta give a shout out to one of the kids from my high school, Dylan DeVinney, played on Georgia Tech, had a catch against uh, Miami. So good there you stuff. go. That was, his, that was his first catch of the year. So congratulations, is, Dylan. Is he a tight end? He's a tight end. Dylan DeVinney, one catch, 10 yards. Played so, a watch. Not to mention, he also didn't play football until his senior year of high school. So this kid's gonna be a stud. Um. But no, I, honestly, I'm going to say uh, if Florida State can stay out of their own way, because like in the pat like against that Wake Forest game, remember that last drive? It was the play where like Florida State dropped the yeah. fumble, had to take a sack. Next play, uh, snap goes over the head of the quarterback. Another sack. No, Florida State, and Miami think there's a draft at the end of the year. <laughs> Like so they're like intentionally staying. They play it. it close so they don't get embarrassed <laughs> or so they cover. But like they ended up losing every close game. I'm, I will say that I think Florida State has been slightly better this year, so I'm going to take Florida State to win by three and a half. I'm, I'm not putting money on this game. That oh, I would never put that. money on this game. But you're making me pick, so I'm picking Florida State. <laughs> Utah at Washington. Utah has allowed ten points in their last three games. This is a good team. I do not trust Pac-12 teams not named Oregon. I like three and a half. Give me Washington at home. And uh, what did you say, Huntley? Was well, yeah, so well, he's playing, but like he's a little banged yeah, up. Yeah, Tyler Huntley's the quarterback of Utah. Um, he got hurt, I think, earlier in the year, and then he had to sit out a few games. He came back, and then they went. Like, they haven't lost a game since he came back, I'm pretty sure. He just got re-injured or got, like, like re-aggravated the same injury last week. It's in his leg. That scares the hell out of me because Tyler Huntley is known for being a scrambler. Um, if he does not have the capability to scramble in this game, then I'm going to take Washington. But this means more to Utah. If Utah actually wins out, I think they have a better shot at making it over Oregon. 
Making the playoffs? Yeah. Well, because I'm saying, like, like if they went out, then they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Who did they lose to? It wasn't BYU. I think they lost to USC. It was somebody, like, four weeks ago, and then since they lost that game... Yeah, they lost to USC when... I don't know. I don't think Utah... You, like, that's a bad, bad loss. They have been good this year. Their defense is I mean, it's a bad loss, but, like, Washington... Like, they, don't get me wrong. Washington's good. They have a really good quarterback. Their defense is always good, but... There's no other know, ranked man. opponents on here, either. They, they haven't played a ranked team yet. Utah has, like, the fourth-best uh, defense, scoring defense in the nation. I, I think that they... It's only a three-and-a-half point spread. Yeah, they, they can cover here. So, like, I think Utah's going to win and cover. I just don't bet on Pac-12 teams... That are favorites that aren't named Oregon. That's my rule. It's been working. Yeah. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, jeez. Every Pac-12 game that I've gotten right so far are the ones that I've called the underdog. Yeah. And it's been, like, Stanford twice. And they usually just went straight up. Washington, like I picked over. Or Oregon. No, Oregon was the favor against Washington. Yeah, Oregon was a favor against Washington, I think. Next game. SMU at Memphis. SMU is like 8-0. Memphis is like 7-1. Memphis is the six-point favorite at home. College game day. Um, haven't watched a ton of either of these teams, to be completely honest. SMU is undefeated. They come in as six-point dogs. I'll take the undefeated team plus six. I, I mean, I'm picking SMU also. The only thing that I've been hearing about them this entire year is how – like explosive their offenses and like how they keep putting up points. Shane and Bouchelle is <laughs> like <laughs> that's literally all I'm hearing about this team. And honestly, like I don't know anything about Memphis. So I like Daryl Henderson last year. He's gone though. So I don't know. That was last year. Yeah. So like when I, when, I, when I looked at this game, I was like, all right. So you got the team with the really high scoring offense. Yeah, I'm picking SMU. <laughs> just because, like, that's, like, literally the only thing that I know about this game. It's just, like, SMU's really good at offense. I don't know shit about Memphis. There's not, yeah, there's not much. I mean, this, it is a ranked matchup, surprisingly. I think it's, yeah, like, I mean, Memphis, 17, I don't think Memphis like, is going to be ranked. SMU has a very strong case for being ranked. Yeah. But I don't know anything about Memphis. Literally nothing. Ugh. So those are the thrilling games of this week. Not a lot of not a, we got LSU Bama next week, so next week's slate is I'm pretty yeah. sure a very good one. I'm excited. Very good one. But this week, holy shit. So thank God that's over. I'm tired of talking about those games. Let's get into these topics. Um the first one that I got, dude, I was reading through. I'm not the biggest like music guy. Never have been. Probably never will be. Okay. But when I saw this, it kind of pissed me off. So the AMAs are coming up, one of the bigger uh, music awards. And Taylor Swift is projected to be the number one uh, artist of the last decade. So basically, over the last decade, Taylor Swift is the most amazing singer, pop artist, whatever. Is this, She's is this is all genres? Yeah. Damn, that's, that's maybe country. I mean, I think she's considered pop now. Maybe pop then. Maybe, like, in whatever her respective genre is. I wouldn't even put her there yet. But basically, I don't know. So I made a list just of, like, I think I have, like, 10 or 12 on here. Just people I'd rather have win over Taylor Swift. There's Lil Wayne on there. 
No, because Little Wayne only dropped the Carter Five and the Carter Four since 2010. Uh, so I have people that had like very big. Seeing seeing Little Wayne as a nominee would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, hey, I I got a few people on here that could actually make the list. Uh, let's let's go through it. I got Bieber. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Remember, it's decades. So like, you gotta think about like past the 2010 yeah, to 2014. Yeah, they've both been big over the past ten years. Yeah, like the 2010 to 2014 years. Since we've had brands that been They ran that time because we were still in high school at that point. Yeah. And that's yeah. Uh, Adele. Drake. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Kanye. Drake. Rihanna. Probably. Yes. Maroon Five. Mm-hmm. Well, remember they had that again. It's going back to that yeah, point, no, Maroon Five was major, big, like yeah, the, like until like 2015. And then I also have the Lonely Islands. Okay. If anybody does not know who the Lonely Island is, just please listen to the song uh, "Dick in a Box" or "I'm on a Boat." It's the Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake, and whatever that third guy's name is. Well, Justin Timberlake's not in every single one, but he's in some of them. Okay. Um, he's, he's in the, some so of the funny ones. T-Pain's in uh, the I'm on a Boat. Yeah, that was that funny. That is hysterical to me. I also have Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. And Brennan Huff. For yeah. anybody that does not know who Brennan Huff is, please watch Step Brothers. Scroll to the final few scenes when they're at the fucking... Catalina wine mixer, not the Catalina wine mixer, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. And Brennan's the person who's also Will Ferrell. He gets up on stage and he delivers an amazing performance. He is more of a tenor, he is more of a decade talent than Taylor Swift. Investors, maybe you. It's one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, I mean, I would take at least a handful of those guys over T Swift. T Swizzle, my girl. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not a big T-Swift guy. I feel not like a big T-Swift person. They were not the people to be, like, supporting. But come on, like Taylor but Swift being the number one artist of the decade? I don't know if that's true. Like, who's voting well, for the like, how, girls? How, uh, like, locked in is that projection? I think the AMAs are coming up, like, this weekend. So, like, I'm guessing it's going to be pretty accurate. I don't know about that one, but... That's what I mean. Like, I, I don't like it. Last night was the World Series, but NBA still took away their attention. Joel Embiid versus Carl Anthony Towns battle. Um, it was our first fight of the season. It was a good one. Both guys are big as shit, so it took like the whole organization to bring him down. The whole stadium just basically just jumped in a dog pile. Both the centers were ejected. Anyone who thinks Embiid won this is on crack. Embiid, who has like what, like 20, 30 pounds on top, like roughly? Well, well, just like, I don't know, honestly, strictly probably, from about, probably about that. Yeah, 20, I'd say 30, about right. Probably 30 at most started the fight. He was then put in a headlock mm. and then basically like gouged Town's eye out to get free. Ben Simmons came up for the paint because where else would he be to jump on Cat's back? I'm Team Cat. I think. Like, Embiid was, like, running, dancing around after, like, because that's who he is. But I think if anyone won this, which it seemed like nobody won, it would be Cap. This was not an Embiid win. He's posting on social. You could, like, no hair pulling and no eye gouging. Those are the rules, and he broke the rules. So this is why the Philadelphia 76ers won the fight yesterday. 
and not Carl Anthony Towns. First of all, let's take this back to last year, even two years ago. Joel Embiid has been planting real estate in the brain of Carl Anthony Towns for the last however long they've been matching up with each other because Embiid's been hurt. I guess he's been hurt a lot. He's been hurt a lot, so they haven't had the chance to play play against each other as much as even I would have liked. But every time that they have played against each other, there are two people in this league that no matter what cannot do anything to Joel Embiid. Carl Anthony Towns and Andre Drummond are two guys that can't do shit against Joel Embiid. So they have... Carl Anthony Towns turns the ball over, pushes Embiid, Embiid pushes back, they get tangled up, and that's what starts the fight. The reason that the fight started is because Carl Anthony Towns is not a great basketball player when he plays the Sixers, and he got frustrated again against did, playing this amazing defense. It looked like, it like Embiid started it. Well, no, because if you, look at the, if you look at the play, um, Simmons and Embiid brought a double team, and then Embiid... Like, reaches for the ball, he taps the ball out of his hands, and Towns kind of, like, wraps his elbow and, like, does one of those things and, like, grabs Embiid's elbow. So now they're tangled up, and that's when um, they're probably, like, talking to each other in that little part. So I don't know what they're saying to each other. The camera kind of cut off. It looks like... It's it's hard to get a camera angle on these guys. Remember, they're 6'10 and 7'3". He's not 7'3". He's at least 7'2". Embiid? I, I, I think, think he was, was like seven, seven foot at the one because the he NBA was seven like, one when he came into the league. Well, the, that was, was his measure. The NBA did official measurements this year. I think he was seven. That's why, like, maybe I, I thought, thought he was. Okay, short. How about this? With his hair, he's seven three. Anyways, regardless of what we're arguing, can Cap pull his hair if we're playing street rules? Yeah. Okay. I if, see. If, if I don't you pull like hair though, then you're a bitch. If you gouge an eye out, who you don't want to get fucked with? If you pull someone's hair, you're a bitch. That's how girls fight. Um, I'm not a team I got So let, let me just keep going through this. this. Let me just keep going through this. So finally, Embiid and Towns are still fighting each other, still fighting each other. Neither of them are winning. They're literally both having each other in a headlock. Towns had the first headlock. Then Embiid had a headlock. Yeah. Then they got separated because Ben Simmons came in and broke it up immediately. Ben Simmons tackles Carl Anthony Towns to the ground, puts him in a chokehold. Towns is tapping out on the ground. I think he's trying to get Literally tapping out. And while this is happening, Joel Embiid is on the sideline with Mike Scott doing air punches, just kicking ass, doing what Joel Embiid does. He's a champion. Simmons, do the dirty work for him. Put it, put Carl Anthony Townsend in a chokehold. I love it. You I love every second of it. If Mike Scott was on the court, Carl Anthony Towns would be a dead man. Dead. Ooh. I love the Sixers. You cannot consider I love it. the Sixers. The fact that they're fighting teams and they're still undefeated and undefeated never lost. We're the best team in the East. I fucking love it. And now we have this side of us where we're chippy and we can actually like fight people. Oh, we're bringing back the old days of Philly, baby. I can't fucking wait. Cannot wait. Woo. Thank you for having that as a topic, my friends. Because guess what? Oh, and by the way, I'm also forgot to say this part. Towns got destroyed in the post-social media game. Did you see his post? So, Embiid posted first. Yeah, I saw Embiid. Embiid posted first. Then Towns came back with a clapback. Did you see that? And then Embiid came back at the clapback with another clapback. What was the second clapback? It was a picture of, like, Towns, um... Like, Towns posted a picture of Embiid, like, crying on Instagram. That was funny. Of, like, him, like... So, first of all, in case anybody doesn't know... 
the Sixers lost a Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals, and once we lost that game on probably the most ridiculous shot of all time, uh, yeah, the guys that have passion for this thing called their job and basketball might get a little upset and cry. You know what that's called? It's called being passionate for something that you fucking love. Towns, you're a Bum. If you're making fun of somebody for crying after losing an Eastern Conference Finals Game 7, then you don't understand what it's like to be in the playoffs. And guess what? I'm right by that, because he still hasn't made the playoffs. He hasn't done shit in the NBA that's worth a damn, because guess what? His team sucks. And Embiid is carrying his team. Embiid is the driving force of the Sixers. Embiid is the reason that we're going to be, hopefully, Eastern Conference Finals champions by the end of this year. I'm hoping that all those things are going to be true, and Towns cannot do shit about it. And that's why Embiid's the winner. What was the topic, though? He, I, I he, got that. That, he got back on Instagram and was like, uh, like, talk to me when you make the playoffs, talk to me when you can play some defense, talk to me when you can do this. Like, just basically calling Carl Anthony Towns like the worst basketball player ever. He also said that uh, he owns real estate in his head. Like, his Carl uh, Anthony Towns' mom was flipping Embiid off. Yeah, after that, the was game. On the first that was the first one. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just I think the clapback to Towns, like the second clapback or whatever, was this morning. Okay, I, I don't even think it was last night. I think it was this morning when Embiid woke up. Anyways, I didn't need the Sixers preseason predictions, but that was the fun recap. We do suck, but we're we're stocking draft picks and they're coming for in like twenty years. To start off your whole conversation, you brought up the World Series. Well. Let's talk about it real quick. All right, let's do it. So, Nationals, somehow, I don't, won I didn't the World think they, Series. I don't think they had a chance. So, first of all, the Astros, the Astros just found a way to have arguably the best roster in baseball history and blow it. That's what they just did. They had home field advantage. They had Game 7 in Houston. Reminds they won it. every game on the road. All they had to do was win one game in Houston, and they did not do yeah, that. Yeah, all seven games were won by away teams. Which is crazy. That's, like, there's no way that's ever happened. That, I, don't think, I honestly don't think it's ever not happened. Not in the World Series. Um, but uh, so this is something that I received from uh, one of me and Mitch's friends, Roger, who helps us out with like doing some recording and stuff. He sent me this text message today. The only chance... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong one. Uh, imagine building the best roster in the history of the MLB just to lose to a couple of race car drivers, a 21-year-old who grabs his cock in public, a guy with elf facial hair, a guy with elf ears, and a dude with different colored eyeballs. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I got this morning, and I honestly could not stop laughing it's at very it. Funny. Houston kind of just blew this. I think Washington, once they made it to the playoffs, they kind of had that feeling of, like, that fate team because they just kind of like kept clicking at the right time. Like, everything yeah. was going their way. But, dude, they were 18-32 and 32 at one point this season. Yeah, they were, I think, like, 1-50. So if you bet, like, yeah. $100, you'd get... Oh, quick math, quick math. Let's what, see if you can do 5,000? Nice. Was that actually... Good shit, man. I haven't taken a math class since high school. Um, oh, and then also to add insult to injury, uh, just for you Houston fans out there, uh, your best pitcher, you know, the best pitcher in the league, who probably should have pitched about five innings last night, 
yeah, he's walking away from you guys. Garrett Cole, uh, Cy Young winner, arguably the best pitcher in all the MLB right now, literally walked away from this game and said, I hate the Astros. Like the LeBron Cleveland, he like took off the jersey as he's walking out. Yeah, but like this guy, like LeBron Cleveland thing, like, I don't think LeBron came out and said, like, I'm not this signing team with these guys. <laughs> yeah, like, Garrett Cole literally got into the locker room was like, like, yeah, I don't really play for any team anymore. I'm officially a free agent, so I don't have to answer any of your guys' questions. It's like slipping the bird to everyone. Literally. And then, like, uh, one of the uh, female analysts, like, walked up to him and was like, hey, like, can we talk about this? And he was like, yeah, I'll talk to you as an independent party. I'm not I'm not owned by a team anymore. So this is an independent party now. And he was just like making that very known to like the locker room and stuff. He's a he's a dick. I mean, he's not a dick. I can understand exactly why he's upset. Because again, he's the best pitcher in baseball and they put in two relievers over him that basically blew the game. So bad coaching decision by uh the Astros coach, you should have put in Garrett Cole. You guys would have won the World Series if you guys did. Sorry. Anything else on baseball for the next eight months? Thankfully not. Um, so normally we do starting fives on Tuesdays, but because it's Halloween and there's a lot of shitty games this week, we're going to do the starting five of stuff you don't want to get on Halloween. Like is it starting you, five, so do I have to do, like, point guard and stuff? Yeah, you got to do the position. It's All very right. important. Um, I put up on the main page the last one. Very close. I think I'm at, like, 53%. Very close. Keep voting on those. So this is our spooky Halloween edition of starting five. I'm going to put candy corn at shooting guard. Candy corn just like it's just like the worst. I don't think I need to go into any detail. That was on my list also, dude. That's rough. All right. Um, starting at center for my team, going with Smarties. You don't like Smarties? I hate Smarties. I hate. I hate. We're talking about Halloween candy now, so like the things that you don't want to receive on Halloween. I would hate when I received Smarties on Halloween. I can. Smarties are the type of thing where it's like if I go to an arcade and there's that vending machine that has candy and like I accidentally pull out the Smarties, I'll pop them into my mouth and be like, ooh. But if I'm walking around Halloween, I don't want Smarties. Okay. That, I, that's a crazy first choice because there's a lot of shitty things. I got a few. I want, I want a very personal choice. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, we got to personalize your starting five. I'm, I was going to say, I'm not trying to reach the public on mine. I'm trying I'm, to reach I'm the like public. I, I'm a man of the people. I speak for the trees. My basketball game. <laughs> yeah, well, my pick, see, but, like, the people enjoyed that. I hope. Keep going. That's your pick again. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. Um, so my second one, I'm going to go with uh, Tootsie Rolls. Um, that's my power forward position. Tootsie Rolls remind me a lot of Draymond Green. You just kind Tootsie Rolls either? Again, it's one of those things where it's like, like, I don't like getting Tootsie Rolls on Halloween because I like eating my candy, like, as I walk around, and a Tootsie Roll is a pain in my ass. Yeah, to, to unwrap them. Yeah, They're usually, like, sticky, too. Unra- yeah, it's, like, the stickiness to it and how hard it is to chew a Tootsie Roll. Like, it's just something that never really got to me. There's, like, a little piece of paper. Plus, like, when I was in high school, too. I had braces until my 
sophomore year. So I hated Tattoo Oak because they would ruin my fucking braces. I'm going to put at Small Ford, Black Licorice. All right, good. I was going to put that one there, too, but I decided it's not. If you hate Black Licorice, you are a terrorist. At Power Ford, I'm going to go... This is gonna Wait, be if a, you hate Black Licorice, you're a terrorist? I said there. You know what I meant. If you like Black Licorice, you're a terrorist. You At Power Ford, I'm going to get some height on my team. I want to be a factor on the boards, get some good shot blockers. Toothbrush. Okay. Um, if... I get a toothbrush from a house. I would I would have cried probably until I was like seventeen. So toothbrush. Um, I'm gonna go with a similar idea. I need like that taller, lanky kind of person. I'm looking for a Kevin Durant type of player to be my small forward to really extend the floor. The floor. Uh, give me a nerd's rope. That's yeah. That's a good one. Never like those things. Don't know what the appeal to them is. Never like them. I don't know why. Just never did. Um, do I have another one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with... I need a defensive playmaker, somebody that's going to be forcing a lot of turnovers, forcing a lot of, I don't know, I guess you could say uh, Butterfingers on the other team. Oh, I think I know what it is. So, my shooting guard? Hershey Bar. Butterfinger. Oh. Good try, good try. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Butterfingers are not... A very good candy bar. It's not a good candy bar, and it's if you're getting butterfingers, you're just trying to be a bitch. I'm gonna go point guard raisins, because getting raisins is the fucking worst. I didn't think about that. There, there were some people in my raisins. area that would uh, hand out raisins. And I the, hated those. These people. aren't the yogurt covered ones, by the way, which are sometimes bearable. This, these are just straight up raisins. Is that Budweiser still full? No. There's so we're recording in Zach's room. There's been a half full Budweiser since we started this podcast like a month ago, probably, and it's been on his desk. It's our lucky Budweiser. While it's been there, uh, podcasts have gone up. Videos have been doing pretty well. Red Cup's looking in the right direction. Yeah, but like, I, so in other words, do you want me to move that and break the tradition of well, how well that we have been doing as an organization? <laughs> I guess we just gotta leave it there all year. It's gonna stay there until we have like one really bad week of shit that happens. It's like fuck this Budweiser. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, we can blame everything on the Budweiser. It's perfect. So are we? Cre- we're crediting it right now. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Center. I again. I'm. I'm. I value height on this team. I value versatility. What can do more? It can draw, it can erase, pencils, center. Jeez. You're coming up with these smart ones. Like, you're coming up with things that aren't just, like, candy and shit. Like, I, like remember I got, like, this type of Yours candy. Yours have been, like, below-average like, candies. Yeah. Mine's, like, stuff you find, like, in, like, the dumpster. Don't worry, I'm going to make it up with this one right here. Promise. Why? I need a point guard. Solidify the court. I need somebody who's going to be able to be stern, like a rock. Give me a rock. <laughs> oh. So. What do you get? I got a rock. Or the peanuts. I don't know. I were a little too young for peanuts. I had, I had peanuts on here also, but that's my sixth No, I meant the peanuts like the Yeah, TV no, show. but yeah. I was going to say, I actually have peanuts Pe- on here. As anything nut-related, like, I do not want 
Well, actually, I, I do have a second. I do have my six pick. Okay. So peanuts is my six pick. Okay. Coming off the bench, got a nice little crunch to your defense. This is gonna sound like I'm copying you, but I'm not. You know those like marshmallow circus peanuts. Marshmallow or, uh, circle peanuts. It's like marshmallow circus peanuts. Like they're like marshmallow peanuts, and they're like pink. I look up, no look up a picture of them about. after this. Yeah. It's, they're probably the grossest thing. It just tastes like, it, they're really, really bad. If you see a picture, you might recognize them. I haven't them. even heard of this. They're, I think they're like an older thing. It sounds like it. But I just remember I got these one year and I tried them and like, they're just not, they're not very good. I can imagine. A uh, marshmallow so peanut does not sound good at all. They're a six man. I think they, well, it's not, it's like a, it's like a peanut shell. And that's what it looks like. It doesn't inside. taste like ah, peanut. Ah. No, it doesn't taste like peanut. It's just like a marshmallow. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. Well, six-man marshmallow circus peanuts. Oh, my God, dude. Some of these episodes, some of these episodes I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> this, is, this is important stuff. <laughs> no, this is very important stuff, especially on such a wonderful holiday that we got going today, as is Halloween. Well, do you have so anything else you want to add to this guy? Um, not really. I was going to say, I mean, happy Halloween. <laughs> but this was Ooh. the the reason that this is probably one of our, I think this is a little bit of a shorter podcast. Well, you talked about the Sixers for at least half an hour. I talked to him about, about maybe five minutes. <laughs> Felt like an hour. Yeah, it's because your basketball team sucks. Anyways, We're everybody have a happy Halloween. Stay safe out there. If you're on a college campus. Please send in your costumes. We're trying to get funny costumes, funny things that we can post on social media. Anything that you guys will send in to us, we will definitely take a look at. Please stay safe. Have a great time. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. If anyone offers you drugs, do not take them. Unless they're good drugs. <laughs>